I joke around, but you know how many people want my job? <laughs> like, you know how many people want my assistant coach's jobs uh-huh. and my analyst jobs and the, and the QB and the GA's jobs? So don't complain about what we do. You're blessed. There's a lot of negative of it, yes. But do you know how many people want to be a college football coach? I literally spent nine years of my life doing anything <laughs> to become a copy boy. So don't give, me, don't give me the, oh, it's hard to be a college coach right now. Yeah, it's hard. Then quit. DJ and PK brought to you apart by Teton Wealth. Ethan Millard with Teton Wealth will be live in studio with Hans and Scotty G Monday to help you with your retirement plan. Tune in or visit retiredteton.com. That was funny. Who was that, PK? Your favorite. I refer to him as Frank Jr. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be Frank Cush Jr. if not following along. You don't know about that. Check out how much football, how much winning football was played at Arizona State in the 60s and 70s with Frank Cush. In half of the 80s. Yeah. Frank Cush. Oh. Yeah, yeah, Frank Cush. He made it halfway through the 80s? I thought he was gone in like 80, oh, 81 no, or right. something he, like that. He was gone in Oh, he was gone in the 70s. 80s. Okay, But, yeah. I mean, they were still They good. kept winning after him. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. He was, but, man, those, when Frank Cush was prowling the sideline, ASU was looking yeah, at, they were the cats looking at me 10, out. 10 wins or more. Yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. They had it going on big time. And, uh, yeah, that's his... Uh, Someone that he would enjoy him having being coached there, uh, Kenny Dillingham, all of 34 years old, uh, trying to rebuild the thing that uh, the great Herm Edwards destroyed. And uh, so he's got a shot. He's got a shot at rebuilding it. And a uh, big season coming up if they could find a way because the class of 25 in the state is really, really good from what I understand. The guys have told me. And if he can have some success and, and, and get some of these kids, he'd be on his way. But anyway, he's talking about all this stuff's going on because we've seen a number of coaches now leave to go to the NFL or what have you. And uh, so he didn't want to hear it. And that's, that's the reality of the situation. If you don't like it, get out, quit because this is the way where it's going to be. If you can get out and make more money and go coach in the pros, which you can't good for you, unless you're a head coach. And I don't even know that that's the case. Coordinator to coordinator. Do college coordinators make more than pro coordinators? Well, a lot of coordinators, including here in our community, are making seven figures. Yeah. I haven't seen what pro coordinators make. But if you want to go for less, go for less. And you got to assume that uh, leaving UCLA to be a coordinator, and that's not going to the pros. Well, kind of, if you want to make an Ohio State joke. But that uh, he took a pay cut. But whatever. Do whatever you want. But don't complain about it. That's right. his point. Right. Because yeah, it's not changing. It's not going back. It's gone. Goodbye. That was then. This is now. Yeah. Don't confuse the two. Right. It needs modification, but I don't see anybody jumping on board to modify it. Modification will come slowly, eventually, at some point. But for now, this is what you got to deal with, and you got to win. And if he, if you work nine years to get somewhere, you don't want someone who's disinterested in whining wrecking it for you. I mean, he needs his coordinators and assistants going all out, so he doesn't want to hear any complaining about how hard it is. Well, well it's uh, Whittingham said this. There's no point in complaining about it because if you want to win and everybody wants to win, this is what you need to do. And that's that's the way it is. 
this is what you need to do. And I get what Saban's talking about. And I'm quoting for him. We've gone to nobody talking about education, nobody talking about creating value for the future, to talking about only about how much money I can make while I'm in college. I think the consequences of this could come down the road when some of these guys get 28 or 29 years old and maybe they didn't prepare themselves for when they can't play football anymore. This is what you should do when you go to college. Okay, but that was still, that really hasn't changed that much. This has been going on for a long time. If you had some bogus degree and you were just taking classes to maintain eligibility, we've seen that. Was it, who was it? Was it Dwight Feeney? Somebody who, I don't remember who it was, but they basically couldn't read and they were in the NFL. Remember that story? I do. I don't know who it yeah. was. But that's been every decade at every school. Right. There's heartbreaking stories about players who had advantages when they were 20 years old, and now they're 30, 40, or 50, and somebody goes and does a story about the hard times they've fallen into. And at every school, there's these inspiring stories about somebody who, when they were 20, have advantages, and they leveraged them, and now they're 40, 50, whatever, and they're leading a great life. These kids, they come into college, they're thinking about playing in the NFL. Of course. And they're not thinking about, to a large degree, the college. You, you'll hear coaches, oh, he's going to be a doctor when he's done. How many of them are actually doctors? Majerus used to say that about, like, nine guys. None of them became doctors. Could have. But, <laughs> you know, after a decade in the NBA, medical school just didn't look that appealing. Right, right. <laughs> it didn't. Right. The one I remember, and he probably did say it about a bunch of guys, you can probably name them, but I think we all remember Doliak. Yeah. Doliak was going to do it. Oh, well, he was in the NBA for a decade. Right. $10 million in the bank. I'll buy a hospital. <laughs> I know. Hey, got an idea. You can work like 36 straight hours and not sleep. Yeah. And that, that's the way it's going to be. And if you can get that, I don't see where it's really changed. It's just now it's more of it. It's excess. And you, the fan, you, the one with the family money, you've got to pony up more to have your team win. Yeah. And we'll get her done. But there's always going to be somebody doing that. True. 100%. Yeah. Dillingham, in this interview, they, they do a Newsmakers Week and, and, and get a load of this. They actually have coaches from the various teams come in studio. What? Athletic directors. Yeah. Not, well, I'll see it, and six months later, they can squeeze out maybe a minute and a half. They actually come Last in, question. Yeah, and uh, do that. And so he went on to say that their NILs, and he's been there, uh, what, uh, 18 months or so, basically, a little less than that. Uh, and he said it's just dramatically different from when he first got there, which meant that— Any hint he, on numbers, how dramatic is dramatic? Nobody wants to reveal numbers. I mean, in the millions. And before it was peanuts. Mm -hmm. uh, so they, what he's done then, he's gone out and he's politicianed, glad-headed. Fundraise, yeah. fundraise, fundraise. He's, and he's a local guy who has a, a sense of uh, charisma and... Sense of humor, as we just heard. Yeah, and he's going to be there. He's said a thousand, who knows, maybe he won't be. But he said that this is his dream job, blah, blah, blah. So people have bought into his message and therefore, they've ponied up some cash. 
So I, mean, I don't think they're going to be, uh, you know, running around uh, being Alabama or Ohio State anytime soon, if ever. But maybe they can find ways to, you know, maybe get consistently eight, nine wins. and Then they'll give, go back and ask people give, for more money and then see a, if they can build off of that. I don't, I don't ever see it. But you give people a sense of false hope that you really are a contender when you're not. We kind of have that here in our community. But if you're six and one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're. A lot Before of people you think, get to nine and three, I've had some friends think, "Yeah, we're, we're right there with these national powers," and I just, "Oh yeah, sure, yeah." I, <laughs> I just yes them to death because that's what they want to believe. I'm, 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 I, I don't see it. I don't. I don't think it's. It may happen occasionally, but I don't think it's going to be consistent. But it's not a bad spot to be in. And so you're selling us some form of false, false hope. And maybe sometimes you can get in there and it'd be a lot of fun, blah blah blah, and you feel all proud and it's fun for you. I, I understand that. Uh, it's going to be up to the community then. The community, and it's largely the folks that have money families. It's not guys like you and me that, I mean, I'm not going to give anything, and they're on their own. I'll cheer for them, but I ain't getting a dime of my money. <laughs> I work too hard for it, and I don't have enough of it. Uh, nor does it, nor do the games matter enough to you. They don't. No. But there's a tier where it's that level of giving, and there's a second tier, which is also important, not as important because there aren't as many commons involved, but we see... And, and I'm sure you know them, and I was just talking last week to a Ute fan who was like, man, they upped the season tickets again. And especially because it went from seven games to six, the cost per game is way up, even though the total check is just only a little bit. And I just looked at him and said, well, what do you think Ohio State's doing? And what do you think Penn State's doing? And you wanted to beat Ohio State and Penn State in the Rose Bowl, and you didn't. And what do you think it takes to beat Ohio State and Penn State in the Rose Bowl? And the guy was just like, yeah. And I said, well, are you going to write it? And it's, you know, you've got the you've got the immediate family, but then they've got extended family and friends going. And I'm like, what are all those people doing? Because if you add up all that money, it starts to be a little bit of money. I said, but you're not in the group that's writing the biggest checks, where you just sit down and write a check for ten grand, write a check for twenty five grand, write a check for fifty grand. You're you're not in that group. But the reason they're raising the ticket prices on. However many season, how many season ticket holders do they have? I don't know what the expanded stadium, 30, 35, whatever it is. I mean, they've got some stick tickets um, for the students and that. But what, however many season ticket holders they have, you know, you multiply that number, that's some, that's some real cash. But look at what these players are getting. And look what you got to pay these coaches or you lose them. Yeah. So, and, and he just kind of shrugged. I mm-hmm, like writing a bigger check, but it's the way it is. Saban with his spiel on... <clears throat> Nobody's talking about education. Hmm. Were they ever talking about education? It's up to the individual. He or she wants an education, go get it. If you don't, don't. I don't think it should be up to the coaches. And the, and the, I know they like to tout their, puff out their chest and they send out X amount on the honor roll. Aren't, we're doing things the right way. Yeah, okay, well, that's great, but you better be winning. Because if you're doing things the right way and you're losing, nobody cares. That's an old story, yeah. and it's still true today. It's all, it's all about winning. They used academics as a facade that uh, we're wholesome, we're American, we're apple pie, we're mom, we're Chevrolet. It's, it's all a bunch of smoke screens. They and chan- then we got Devon Vele coming on they and saying, uh, to the easiest I, couldn't, class I couldn't take what I wanted to take. Engineering. He wanted, he yeah. won, he won engineering. He's got, right. He laid it out, and I think the podcasts are still available. You can go listen. He laid out his goals, his dreams, his hopes. 
construction company, maybe, something along those lines. And then if he plays he 15 an years in the NBA, he's going to screw that. <laughs> no, in the NFL, he's not going <laughs> to the NBA. NBA. I mean, yeah. well, he could. He's tall. <laughs> he's tall. He's got hops. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, if he plays in the NFL. The classes didn't line up, so right. he's got to go back in and do that after he changes the NFL dream. Right. And we've so heard they channel them to the easiest classes, the easiest majors, the most convenient classes, the most convenient majors. Nothing gets in the way of football. That's and why you're here. And occasionally, uh, well, I didn't come here to play school, coach. Yeah. Which Ohio but, State quarterback said that? Uh, I know it's an Ohio State quarterback. Jones, Cardale. Cardale Jones, yeah. yeah. I didn't come here to play school. Yeah. And, but I'm fine with that. I've already known it's a joke. It's up to the individual. If he or she wants the education, go get it. It's available to you. Go ahead. Do it. And some do. But it's up to them. The point I'm making, it's not up to the coaches. It's up to you and your support group to get that. And you can go all the way. You can get a doctorate if that's what you're interested in. But these these two factions, they sort of run parallel to each other. And it's up to the individual to make them intersect. Education, the sport. Yeah. And well, if you want it to intersect, that, it can. Well, especially the whole grad transfer. And I, I saw an interview, uh, Darius Brown up at Utah State. I think he's on his third school. And I, it's at least his fifth year, but it actually might be his sixth. I think he's a, uh, got the COVID year going. But either way, he's getting his master's. Good for him. Yeah. He's like, why not? I'm here. So, Jason, Yeah, even the, Jason the grad Dan. transfer was meant in case they didn't have your major mm-hmm. and you still had academic eligibility. Well, the door's still there if you want to walk through it. Most people just use it to go to another school, get more playing time, whatever, win more. But you can go get a graduate degree. Nobody's stopping you. It's whatever the fans tolerate. And as long as you're winning, the fans will tolerate just about anything. Because that's their biggest form of entertainment in the fall. And it will continue. So no one's talking about education. Do the fans really care if you're in some who-gives-a-crap major? If you're a great player? No. If you're winning? No, they're going to build statues for you. They're going to name fields and stadiums after you. I think fans come come in a couple flavors. There's the part of the fan base that is just don't do anything embarrassing. (laughs) And then there's the part of the fan base that if something that is done that is embarrassing and is reported on, then they go after the person who reports the fact that embarrassing things were done. Oh, I've had that. Yeah. And you've come in here with different things. You you love going into the comments section. When Ohio State was in trouble in the Urban Meyer era and you were reading the, the comments, every time somebody was attacking the reporter, you'd click on it and it was a Buckeye grad. It was oh, someone yeah, who yeah. lived in some town in Ohio. Right. They, they lived in Columbus. They lived in Canton. They lived in Dayton. They lived in Toledo. Yeah, my favorite was in November and December to look at people from the U of A who just loved fish. And then in January and February, they've hated him big time. Because <laughs> he left you for more money and more prestige. And so now he's a bum and he's a, he's a hypocrite and he doesn't mean anything he says. But six weeks earlier, man, he meant everything he said. And Saban talks about how what you have now isn't name, image, and likeness. 
A collective has nothing to do with name, image, and likeness. So it's misnamed. I mean, what is name? That just a and, and it's a it's a clever acronym. N I L. So well, it's N I L morphed into pay to play pretty quickly. Yeah. That didn't take long. So just go in that direction. And they will. They're going to end up being employees. They've been employees for a long time. They just haven't called them like that and compensated them like that. But if you're if you're told to be somewhere to do a specific task at a specific time, over and over, hour by hour, multiple days out of the week, five, six, and then you're compensated in some way, which originally was a scholarship, but now is this name, image, and likeness stuff, you're an employee. You show up at a certain time, you do a certain thing, and you get a certain amount of money. Yeah, most of us call that work. And do the fans really care if rosters change yearly as long as you win? Uh, a little. I hesitate to put a number on it. 10%. I think people do like that. That's my guy. I know my guy. I think the coming and going makes it really transactional. But if you're winning, if you're going to the playoff, if you're going to the Rose Bowl, if you're going to the Sweet 16 or the Final right. Four, you'll adapt. I think on the whole, they do prefer to know. And they like that, but yeah, I don't think so. But just win, baby. You're going your generation because yes, that's what you the, grew up the with. Fan, and the fan I who I heard who actually told me this last week, you're right, is my generation, right? Because that's he's what young, he or she he's, was. He's younger than me, but yeah, the point is ten years. Yeah, it's close. That's enough. what they grew up with, right? The Doliaks, the Van Horns, Millers. Yes. They stayed there for four years. They were Utes through and yep. through. They knew them and they knew the stories. Yeah. And, and this guy liked it. Yeah. He there's said, been no that. story that's been shown or broadcast or written about more than Andre Miller, right? I mean, me working for the Watchdog, I'm literally in his living room in Compton. Well, this Davion Smith, is it? I don't even know where he's from. Nope. Is it? But he's a good player, and he's helped to win, so who cares? <laughs> <laughs> they still would prefer to know. No, I, just, you know, know I don't think so. Oh, I yes. think you're going your, your age group. Right, but that's the age group who's buying season tickets. Yeah, but that's right now. Yeah. So the the twenty five year old in fifteen years and in twenty years, that's what they will grow up with, and so they're not going to care. Is the team winning? Who who'd you get off the transfer portal this year? And if you got somebody to come in and he's only a one and done and he's great and he gets you to the whatever, who cares? You're just going. That's the group now, but that group. He's going to die. We're going to die. Yeah, but we're doing the show for that group today. Right. But not tomorrow, metaphorically <laughs> speaking. Okay, metaphorically speaking. Yeah, and that's what they're going to It's what you grew up with and what is charming and romantic to you. Mm-hmm. Well, that's all going to change. If Mark Pope brings in three brothers who get them to the Elite Eight next year Woo-hoo. in the Big 12, who cares? Woo-hoo. But is that good for the industry? You're right. For the eight teams that make the Elite Eight, that works. But yes. But there's 300 plus teams. The, but there's only every year. There's only going to be eight teams that make the Elite mm-hmm. Eight, no matter what the industry looks but like. There's still 50 or 100 teams who want to pack pretty good sized arenas. And, and give them hope, and they do. They had 17,000 there the other night against Baylor. Oh, that's because they're going to the Elite Eight, PK. Well, there's hope that they possibly can. Yeah. yeah. And because and it, and it was the the star of the game is is Khalifa two years and you one and done. 
He's got at least two. Well, now you're going to be a lottery pick well, the way he's well, playing. Are you kidding me? And he's Let's see how to... the NIL goes offers go in the offseason here. <laughs> yeah, who's to say he stays? I know. He's also popping up on NBA draft boards. Exactly, man. If you ever got into shape, look out. Katie barred the door. And barred the door to the kitchen, but you know. And so away they go. But if he only had one year, what difference did it make two years, or Saturday, or Tuesday night, I should say? If, he, if this was it, if he only played this year, he was the star of the show Tuesday night. People were going nuts. Yep. He threw and gra- it's a great story, an Egyptian. He threw uh, great passes. Of a different he, faith. He hit big shots, but yeah. see, that's where people start to know the story. People, you like stories. It's why you read obits to me aloud. But the people story can get out like a lot stories. quicker now. Uh, you were on vacation, it can, it but he committed, and the next week he was on our show. And... It, I asked him all these questions about his story. I didn't care what he can do bouncing a ball. I just thought I was fascinated by, by the by story. story. And the story gets out. And now they've got in-house stuff, so they can do it themselves. They can. They all do. Well, some of them do. I mean, there's still people you don't know their story because nobody in-house told the story. Because uh, I mean, they're not good enough story. players to have their story told. Uh Davon Smith is a good enough story, and you just said you didn't know his story. That doesn't mean they haven't put the story out there just because I don't know it. There's plenty of people who do know it. I'm not interested in it. <laughs> you are too interested in it. Not that much to go. I'm sure there's been stuff about his background and where he's come from and how he got here and how he had to wait. And then and midway through the season, somebody decided that you could be immediately eligible if you were a multi-transfer, and away he goes. So I'm sure there's people, I'm sure there's U of U fans who know his story. I don't care to know his story. I like watching the kid play. He He's six feet tall, but he plays way bigger than he is. That's all I care about. DJ PK, it's 97.5 The Zone. We're talking Utah Jazz with Mike Smith, jazz analyst on the TV broadcast. He's going to be here at 9 o'clock as the Jazz return to action. 26 games to go. What do you want to see from the Jazz the rest of the way? We will get to that coming up. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 The Zone. Ladies and gentlemen, may I present... This is JJ and Alex. These players will never be satisfied with a quote-unquote rebuild. They will be when it's rebuilt and they're good again. That's it. That's it. I'm starting to buy into these things. I am getting a longer-term view. Maybe it's getting old in my age, JJ, but I've got a different perspective on how things are being done in the front office of the Utah Jazz. I am buying into a rebuild. I'm not pissed that they're losing. I like effort, and that's not something you saw a lot of. That was the problem, I think. There was some lack of effort in some of these cases. Catch JJ and Alex afternoons from 3 to 6. Presented by G2G Bars on 97.5 The KSL Sports Zone. Nominate the youth sports volunteer that you know for the Hercules Hero of the Week. Submit your nomination at kslsports.com forward slash contest and listen every Thursday afternoon to JJ and Alex for the winner. Help us celebrate the efforts of those volunteers making an impact with the Hercules Hero of the Week. Sponsored by Hercules Credit Union. I went, I went and walked my dog yesterday at 4 o'clock. Yep. Went to Falcon Park. And there was a guy throwing BP to probably his 10-year-old son. That a kid. <laughs> it was not exactly uh, balmy weather. <laughs> it was a little brisk. Yes, I had this jacket on. This big. That's kind of heavy. It That's is. Little... And I had a hoodie. 
That's a winter jacket. That's not a spring coat there. That's oh, no, a, no. That's a winter, it's a, it's, that's it's a winter a beautiful, coat. It's a beautiful casual sports jacket. And um, I had a hoodie on, and the hoodie was over my head. And, you know, be dressed. But I thought, man, that's that's dedication. And it reminded me of the Hercules hero of the week, throwing BP to his son on a – because baseball, spring seasons, and all that stuff are right around the corner. Hopefully, Time they, to get in the groove. Yeah, hopefully they get good weather for the high schools and youth and all that stuff. and even for the colleges. It's always iffy. Other uh, the women's softball team, they're at the uh, Mary the U of U. I think they're at the Mary Nutter Classic. Them and BYU. BYU's at the Mary Nutter Classic? They are. Who the heck is Mary Nutter? I don't know, but my wife played in that tournament about four times during her college career. More <laughs> importantly, where is the Mary Nutter Classic? Palm Desert. I ah, there you go. Now I just talking. like saying Mary Nutter. Uh, we figured. Yeah, we, we, were, we had that part figured out, PK. That wasn't I wasn't hard sure to put where together. it was, but I knew you were enjoying saying it. <laughs> and all of our guys, they did the same thing at home, so quit running from it. Or did the same thing in the car right now. Who wouldn't want to play in the Mary Nutter Classic? Let's no. go to Palm Springs or Palm Desert or wherever in the Palm. desert that's 25 degrees warmer. Palm Springs and Palm Desert are right next to each other. Yeah, they are. So it's the same thing. The NBA All-Star break is over. 26 games left in the regular season. What do you expect from your Utah Jazz the rest of the way? When you think about it, man, after tonight, there will only be 25 games. When you think about it, you don't think very long. But when you think about it, you will realize that. It go fast. Scott says, I expect a top 10 pick in development for next year. You know, that'd be interesting on this top 10 pick because you wonder what they're going to do. Because if they don't make the play in, well, then you want the pick. But if you don't make the play in, that doesn't guarantee you that you get the pick. Exactly. Some people are a little confused on that. Some people are clear on that. Other people are like, well, if they're in the lottery, they don't have the pick. No, it's top 10 protected, and there'll be 14 lottery teams. Is that what it is, 14? Yeah. So, will they end up between 11 and 14? Well, that would suck. If they're 11th in the West, they're not in the play-in. But right now, as 11th in the West, they are in front of four other teams in the West, the five teams in the East that are out, but also 10th place Atlanta. So, right now, the Jazz have the 11th worst record but in And the it NBA. doesn't go by that, though, exclusively. I mean, I realize the odds are, but isn't it the lottery? If the, so we won't know till the, till the third week of May. Right. When they do a three-minute show and they spread it out over an hour. Oh, we all remember. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the, that's the time. I've learned not to watch. It's, Just don't I watch the that. show. But it's not the point I'm making, it's not by the final standings after game 82. Because there's still that opportunity that you could say, oh, the Jazz have, like right now, they have 11th worst record. But what about that tiny chance right. that they move up? Now, it normally they don't. plays out, that, especially right. at the— At that level. Yeah, maybe as you get closer six, to number six one. Six might jump up, but 11 isn't likely to. Right. But it, it could it happen. It could happen, yeah. It could. It could, it could. Right. So we won't really know. I just want to make sure people understand. And once the season's over, it's not how it's not like how the NFL does it. And the Jazz are only a half game away from the Bulls, who are sitting with the 12th worst record right now. So, so what are we rooting for, man? That's like that's convoluted. I can't want, figure it out. Do you want the draft pick now so that you can get a player, or you could trade it to somebody and get 
uh, you know, a veteran experienced player back as part of that deal. I'd rather or, have, if I'm going to suck, I want the pick. Or do you want to convey that pick and just be done with that going forward? Because otherwise it rolls over to next year. And yeah, blah, but then blah, blah, next blah. year I got more picks and so yeah. forth, and mm-hmm. I start getting these other teams' picks. But then you wonder, man, you're getting Minnesota's picks, and Minnesota, how bad are they going to be? Is that just going to be a bunch of end-of-first-round stuff? Well, I think that's why they did it in 25, 7, and 9. I understand when that. Do they, but when Anthony does, Edwards is like 22 <laughs> years old. Does he stay or does he go? You know, well, I mean, there's a thousand Carl, things. Does Carl happen. Anthony Towns stay healthy? Because obviously they're much better when he's healthy than when he's not. Look at this year to last year. He missed a bunch of games. He's only 28. He could easily be healthy and play well through the end of the decade. He's also, you know, listed as 7 feet, 250 pounds. I mean, looking at him, I think he weighs more than 250 pounds. And so wear and tear on the ankles and the knees and the hips and all that stuff. Well, maybe he's uh, not. Speaking of weakening knees, good. how about Gobert? Hey, now. <laughs> He's got his his girlfriend or his fiance is pregnant. Fiance, judging by the is it a fiance? R- the the ring. I don't know if it's been announced, but there was a there was a ring on her finger. What that means? He put a ring on it. Well, we don't know that. Maybe she did. I don't know. It beats me. Well, he gave her the ring to put on it. We or she just go down to Jay Brooks and buy one. Not to get too <laughs> off track, which it seems it's a little late for me to say that. I'll just plead guilty to that right now. Uh, he's 31, so how long will he Rudy's continue? Rudy's 31 now? Rudy is 31 years oh, old. Oh, my goodness. I know. The kids are all grown up, aren't they? <laughs> he's going to turn 32 in June. So how long can he be that big and cover that much ground and defend that aggressively? Oh, he can do five years. Well, then that's not great <laughs> for the Jazz and their future draft picks. Right. If he stays there. You know, at some point, do they break it up? I mean, five years in the NBA is a long break time. It up. We always talk about in three years, everything can change. I understand that. And, and who knows what, what's mm-hmm. going to be down the line. Right. Uh, but you'd like to think that your franchise is well run, so it's not a, you know just a fly-by-night type of thing where sure. you hit gold and then you go back to sucking again for the next 10 years. You'd like to think once you've gotten good and you've made astute moves that you continue to make that. <laughs> well, that is what Minnesota fans would like to think. But yeah, well, that's what everybody fans. Maybe all Jazz fan fans would like to think that the Timberwolves aren't well run and they will go well, back to— Well, they made these moves to, to get where they are right now. Yeah, you're right. This group did. Yeah. But previous groups have gone you know, okay, but 10, this isn't, 15 years. This isn't the previous group. This nope. is this group. History, you go back in history so much. I want to live right now. Yeah, well, right now they're first in the West. Yeah. You got uh, Sid Finch as their coach. I mean, he's, he's got it going on. <laughs> Sid Finch. What's his name? Chris Finch. Oh, his brother. His brother Sid doesn't really exist. It's one of the all-time great oh. April 1st, April Fool's Day, you know, put-ons ever. Okay. The Mets. It's you got a guy on? who throws 160, 130 miles an hour, Nobody whatever it was. I know. And it, it, the sound comes from the cage, but See, they got the tarp over the I, cage. I brought that up because you usually live in the past, so I thought this is an opportunity for you to expound on yeah. something that didn't mm-hmm. happen. Well. And you did. You're part of the problem um, instead of being part of the solution. I am never part of the solution. <laughs> Make sure you understand that. He says proudly. I'm always a except significant, just, if not except, the Except you were just telling us about education and applying yourself in the last segment, and that was, that was part of the solution. But Yeah, but nobody wants to listen that was to the, me. That was the last segment. People do want to listen That's, to you. Turns I'm out an for, old white racist. Nobody for, wants to listen to me. It turns out for 20 years, and people have wanted to listen well, to Well, yeah, on the nonsense, but not on the serious stuff when I'm trying to help people. I don't think you know that. 
I've, I've done market research. <laughs> With an audience of one. My own. <laughs> but the point is, man, if they don't make the play-in, I want them to get the pick. I don't care that what may they not do. happen. Well, I mean, I care what they do with the pick, but I don't care if they use the pick on a 19-year-old. If they use the pick to package something, that the whatever, pick. get the team better. That's the goal. I don't care how you do it, just do it. The pick's an asset. Yeah. We get that. Right. And it can be deployed multiple ways. So I'm not if they don't use the pick, that's not going to break me up. I want to see them well, get better. Well, they could better. get it. I mean, they're the 11th worst team right now, but they're... Yeah, but they're going to have to do what they did last year. And do you want marketing for the second consecutive year to go uh, basically AWOL or inactive in March and April? Because we're getting right down to Mary Nutter time. I'm letting... Thank you. I'm letting you finish <laughs> your thought there. And since you threw in Mary Nutter at the end, I regret that. I could have. I knew where you were going. I think the audience knew where you were going. I could have easily interrupted you and just said no. No, what? Nobody, I don't think Jazz fans are paying good money to go to that arena and sit there and watch Lowry Markin and sit at the end of the bench or sit behind the bench in street clothes. Understood. Nobody wants to see that again. He's a fun player to watch. He's exciting. Seven-foot tall guy can run the, run the floor, throwing something from 30 feet, and the mm-hmm. crowd goes nuts. Yeah, yeah, Let's yeah. see that. Right. Yes. One of his big old hammer dunks running down the lane, as Hot Rod used to scream. How's that for old school right there? And I bet you he doesn't want it either. Uh, No. Who would want to no. sit when you're healthy? You want to play, man. You you only got a certain amount of time to play. Now you're selling like sounding like former Jasmine Kelly Olynyk. Don't get to do this forever. I no. love doing this. I want to keep doing it. Right. I yeah. love playing basketball. Right. Kelly said it. Right. When he, why aren't you sitting? I'm not sitting. I'm here to play. Right. Because they said everybody around him, they still lost. So it worked out. Well, I mean, even in a given year, if you don't even make the playoff, you only got 82 times yep. to do it. That's not a lot. DJ PK, it is 97.5 The Zone. There was a lot of hype. It was messy. And then it all fizzled out. We'll get to that coming up and more on the Jazz with Mike Smith at the top of the hour. Stay with us. This is Jake Scott and Ben Anderson. We're in Big 12 country now. You know what's really relevant in the Big 12? College basketball. And if the local programs can step up to the competition level, man, we're in for college basketball being really relevant around here and hopefully to stay. And good for BYU for kicking in the door. I didn't think they'd beat Baylor in their first year. Baylor is a upper echelon program. And BYU's beating Baylor in their first year. Hats off to that program for meeting the challenge. Khalif, obviously the big story with his best outing of the season and got BYU some easy baskets. And then the other thing that BYU did very well is they won the math equation, which is if you're going to let us hit 14 threes, you're going to lose. And that's a smart design from Mark Pope. There's a lot of good going down in Provo in the basketball department and got to give him credit. I 100% admit I was skeptical about it. And what a year. Hear Jake Scott and Ben Anderson every day from 10 to noon on 97.5 the KSL Sports Zone. Start coming to Miami. I think it took a little while to get over the nerve part, but again, I think we created some really good chances on goal, and the game's about finishing. And tonight, we just couldn't find that 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 equalizer when we were down a goal, and then obviously pushing, we kind of opened ourselves up at the end there. But uh, but overall, I thought it was a really good effort. There's Pablo Mastroni after RSL loses at Miami. Of course, he's going to pump the team up. It was a good effort. The first ten minutes. Uh, which he alluded to the first half. And the first half wasn't good. The first 10 minutes were really, really 
difficult. Yeah, bad. It was the first game, too, or first it was. match. I want to make sure I got the lingo. It was the season opener, and neither team was playing their best. And, you know, RSL's still going to add two starters to the group here. I mean, it was a long off-season both weeks, so it took them <laughs> a little bit to get going. Which, to your point, doesn't explain. But it, it looked like they were intimidated, or they nervous, yeah, or they were in awe. Whatever. But whatever. Say, I see where he's coming from because he's looking at the second half, and the second half was way better. They were yeah. at their end of the field, the other end of the field, the entire game. Yep. They brought they brought the high pressure, and Miami was turning the ball over there and giving it away, and, and they had multiple finish. chances. And, and how many times is Zach Mack going to miss that? Not very many. The first goal he gave up went went right off his hands and in. Should have been a save. And oh. if they had gotten through that first half scoreless as poorly as they played, they probably would have felt great getting to the locker room. Yeah, so. but I don't think they felt that bad. Yeah, but still just the math on giving up the first goal, your odds of winning drop like a rock. Like a rock. Sing it. But I like the way they played in the second half, and it gave me some level of optimism going forward. And, you know, they've got a bunch of young guys running around there. A 17-year-old gets in the game, what, midway through the second half? Yep. 17. 17. Fidel Barajas. Yeah. Yeah. He did look like he belonged. He did not come on with any sense of uh, awe and wonder. Was it? And he wasn't all tatted up yet. I know you don't notice that. I really didn't. But. And of course you don't. And of course you don't. You're so <laughs> I pure. Will. Well, I will when I interview. When you're standing next to him, it's easier. <laughs> He's here to notice. But when Taylor for Miami, geez, he, he had no free skin. <laughs> I know you don't notice that. I understand. I understand. I get it. I get it. I get it. Only I notice it. Not, not but you, you. you're pure. We, we, we get that. I, I, nobody I believes you, by the way. No, that's fine. I mean, you, you notice it as much as everybody else okay. does, but you think that that's some form of judgment when, when it's not. They can do whatever they want. I don't care. Uh, but uh, I, I thought it was okay for a first game. Didn't you didn't feel to you like it was opportunity missed? There's a chance to get well, out of time, there with at least yes, a point. Yes, of course, of course. Okay, yeah, but it's not like I'm going to rue it because you have the 30, rest of the season. Thirty-three games to go. There's yeah. a long way to go. There are plenty of teams that have started well and done nothing, and there's teams that have started horribly. Not for a game. There are teams that have started horribly for two months, and then gone on a run and bounced back. And and we're going to do that around. this weekend. St. Louis. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I know about them is if we had lost the club and they moved there, they still could have been RSL. That would have been cool. Yeah, they could have. Yeah. They could have, they could have been Real St. Louis. <laughs> and still have been RSL. Yeah. Save all the gear. Right, save exactly. all the logo gear. Yeah. Don't have to put any of it out. <laughs> but they got their stadium here, so they didn't move there. And St. Louis eventually got their own team. Right. So let's see what they can do. I mean, at, at worst... They would only lose one nothing, because there's no way Zach Mack is going to miss that again. That's never that, that's never going to happen. How old is he? It's never going to happen for the rest of his life. Oh yeah, well, Zach's no, in no, thirties now. It, it, well, that's even better. I've, I've got better odds. If he was in the <laughs> early twenties, there'd be more more to play. I mean, I'm fired up. He, I mean, I haven't listened to Zach. Made- I listened to Yak in a pregame. He let in a goal he never should have let in. I appreciate that. Yeah. He let in a goal he never should have let in in the first half, but he saved a goal he never should have saved in the second half. The the, the kick save was, it was a dandy. Was uh was outrageous, right? So, what you gain over here, you lose over there. Uh yeah, but I still think no, no. It was, a, it was a, that was a different situation. And I wonder if they had scored. You know, then they they go more into a defensive mode, and Miami doesn't get that second goal. Yeah, I don't know. 
I mean, that's that's the logic of it. Right. I mean, that the goals change games. There's a reason that's a cliche. It's because it's true, and you see it happen every time you watch a game. I I, I know you're depressed this morning. <laughs> I get it, but. I'm trying to build you up a little bit here. Yeah, you are. It's uh, a, a long way to go. No more Mr. Nice Guy. What happened to that, Kenahan? Because it's Pablo. <laughs> there it is, your fellow Thunderbird Eye guy. You think I'm going to root against him? <laughs> no, I don't think you're going to root if against you, him. If you, root, if you put all the teams that we talk about in, in our community, right. he's going to be at the top. Did you, well, you know what he's done is he's really he's probably the closest thing to Joe Ingles on the air now. You feel like you know him. You have a bond. You love talking to him. He tells you stuff you He's didn't deep. know that makes you it's think. It's a great interview. Yeah, he makes you think about stuff. And we walk the same halls. There it is. What are, and that bugs you. <laughs> so you got all that combo. I'm going to root for them to win every friggin' game. There I'm, it is. I'm, I've got no problem, Mitch, saying that. When we come back, Mike Smith, jazz analyst from the TV broadcast, will join us. We will talk about the final 26, find out what his expectations are. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 The Zone.